Happy holidays. And with the holidays coming around, that means playoff times for football, both in the NFL and in the college football world. So today here on Cut to the Chase, of course, I'm your host, Chase Williams. We'll be going over the college football playoff, which was announced just moments ago, just under an hour ago to be exact, kind of a reaction to the top four along with my predictions of what may happen this holiday season and on New Year's Day and then on January 11th when two teams face off to play in the national championship and we we crown a winner and we finish off this what has been crazy season so far. Again, you're listening to Cut to the Chase. I am your host, Chase Williams, as always. No co-host today. Going solo dolo on this one. But really, an exciting topic, I think, about. I love the college football playoff. It is a day that I almost always focus on. Like, I everything out of the way, I want to watch these two games. And normally, they're pretty good. The semifinals are normally pretty good. And... uh they had a lot of chances to mess that up this year, and I think they did just almost as good as possible. So starting off, we're we're going to go with the teams that there's no shock. That is the top two teams in the college football playoff rankings that will be the home teams of the semifinals. And that is Alabama. Um, Alabama is the number one team in the country. There's no arguing that. They are undefeated. They just beat Florida, which is a great offensive team. They won 45-38. And they have a three-headed monster of Mac Jones, uh, Smith, and ha- Najee Harris. And really, they're just the best team in America right now. There's no arguing that. They are the un- only undefeated team in this college football playoff. And notice how I say that. Um, not the only undefeated team in America, but the only undefeated team in the college football playoff. And they have three players that are good enough to get Heisman votes in Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, and Najee Harris. I think all three of them are just three of the best players in college football playoff. I honestly think Devontae Smith is the most deserving player in America for this award, even though I know he won't get it. And I know that's a little bit of a hot take, but I just have to say that Alabama's no doubt the best team in the country right now. Um, Maybe they aren't the best team, but they are the most deserving of the one seed. There's no doubt about it. They've dominated most of their teams after having a little bit of defensive struggles early on in the season. They've just really come around and become the team we all thought they could be. That second seed is Clemson. They've won every game when they had a full unit. And I know saying that, oh, they didn't have Trevor Lawrence or, oh, they didn't have a few key defensive players against Notre Dame back in early November does not make it fair or right to... um say that they deserve to be recognized as a better team than other teams like a loss is a loss no matter what but they have won every game while healthy they've dominated most of the games and you saw them go to double overtime in a in a good game against Notre Dame when DJ Ukulele was making a second career start and they went to double overtime it was a good game but now we saw a rematch of a healthy Clemson versus a healthy Notre Dame and the final score was they dominated Notre Dame. They dominated them 34 to 10. That game was over after the first quarter, in my opinion. Nobody was expecting to see what we did. But Clemson proved they are the second best team. You know, they have ETN, they have Lawrence, they have a great offensive game in general. Maybe not quite as good as Alabama's. They also have very solid defense. There's no doubt about it. Those are the top two teams in America. Not going to talk about it too much. I'm um, not going to go into why I think they were picked one and two. It's pretty obvious. If you don't know why, then I'm not sure 
that you pay too much attention to the college football playoff or the college football world in general. Next, Ohio State. Ohio State was given the three seed, and that doesn't surprise me. I don't think it shocks really anyone at all. But it's where it gets interesting. There's a lot of fans and a few ACC coaches, Cough Cough, Brian Kelly, uh, Dabo Sweeney, that wasn't sure Ohio State deserved to make the playoff. I think that was really Dabo Sweeney trying to cover his ass in case Clemson lost yesterday. Clemson did not. This they they only played six games, but that's not all their fault. They only canceled one game because of themselves, and that was against the University of Illinois, the Fighting Illini. I know I have lots of Fighting Illini fans that listen to my podcast, and I think those Fighting Illini fans will admit we weren't gonna get a shootout, some close double overtime game, in in this one. We just we weren't. It, as much as yes, it would have been nice for Ohio State to play that game against against the fighting line they didn't and it doesn't really matter also they had michigan their game against michigan canceled and that probably doesn't matter too much either i mean yes two more wins would be great but neither of those teams are really dominant and neither of those teams were ranked teams neither of those teams were 500 teams i believe they both had two wins this year i know michigan did i'm pretty sure Illinois did as well. They won all the games they could and that includes being two ranked teams they beat indiana earlier in the season and then they beat Notre Dame, I'm not Notre Dame, Northwestern this past weekend, the Big Ten Championship. Um, but I like Ohio State at three. I think they deserve the third spot. And I think it's the best case scenario for the college football playoff. Because as much as the college football playoff is getting the four best teams in America to play each other for a national championship, it's also about money. And... This year, especially, you're seeing a rematch from last year's two versus three Ohio State Clemson Fiesta Bowl college football playoff semifinal. A great game, controversial calls, two of the best teams in America, arguably the game of the year last year. It was amazing. It was great. It was great. And so this is at least building some hype up for the college football playoff because if you say, okay, you know, Ohio State only played six games. We can't put them in the playoff. Then you're looking at likely an Alabama team dominating the four seed. And you're looking at Clemson, the two seed dominating the three seed, probably. We're not seeing any games. And because of who is the four seed, we're looking at seeing Clemson versus Notre Dame 3.0 if they keep Ohio State out. And you, me, and your mama, and my mama, and my papa, and all my friends, no one wants to see Notre Dame play Clemson for a third time, especially if Clemson's healthy again. Can we at least have Trevor Lawrence sit that one out if we saw that a third time is what I think people would be asking because Clemson dominated them when they were healthy. So I think Ohio State, there's at least some hype. You know, Ohio State has not played well this year, in my opinion. They do have two ranked wins, but, you know, Justin Fields struggled yesterday against Northwestern. Granted, Northwestern is a good team, good defense. I think deserves more respect than they've gone throughout the year. But either way, they're a good team, good defense, but it's not the only time that we've seen the Buckeyes struggle this year. Also struggled against ranked opponent in Indiana earlier. Um, all of this pretty much the same, even though Justin Fields looked really good at the beginning of the season. He has not looked like a number two overall draft pick like a lot of people expected going to this season, but still, Ohio State is the right option at number three. They won every game they played. They did just about as much as you can ask for. I think it's hard to complain about the Buckeyes being the three seed, especially with the fact that it brings in kind of a, they should be hyped up. They lost their Clemson. We should 
possibly see a good game between the Buckeyes and the Tigers next year, next next week. Is it next week? No, it's a little bit further away. Just over 10 days. It'll be on New Year's Day. Y'all know when the semifinals are. The fourth seed, Notre Dame. Uh, my notes say expected, but a disappointment. Um, I really don't have much to say. They are a solid team. I don't think I, I don't think anyone can disagree with that. But I think people question it because of the fact that they really struggled. I mean, they looked awful against a healthy Clemson team. And since the committee believes Alabama is better than Clemson, why should we even think about Notre Dame in this game? I personally don't like that Notre Dame is the four seed. I agree with it, but I don't like it. I mean, they've already announced that they are 20-point underdogs to Alabama. And so I think with the wildness of this year, while I do think we should have seen an eight-team playoff, I think we should have, since obviously that wasn't going to happen, I think we should have seen a different team at the four spot. Um, I, I think Notre Dame possibly is the fourth-best team in, in America and is probably the most deserving of this spot because they have beat one of the top other teams in this playoff. But I, I think it would have been more interesting to see a different team in. And so I want to talk about those teams who could have made the, who were also considered in the playoff by the committee and why I think they made it or wouldn't make it. And starting off with Texas A&M, Texas A&M was given the fifth spot right outside the playoff, probably to have the best bowl game out of anyone else in America. And... They've already played Alabama, though. That's the problem. In the four seed, they've already played Alabama. They lost 52-24. That was before Alabama was really clicking on all cylinders. That's really when Alabama began to click a little bit more. And it was never the offense that struggled. It was the defense that struggled. But besides the fact that they've already played Alabama and lost, and it wasn't a close game, and then they also did not make the SEC championship, they did not play this weekend. I think it was just... Pretty much impossible between those two to really consider the Aggies down there in Texas A&M. Good team. I think maybe could beat Notre Dame, but I don't think we're going to see a better game from Texas A&M than we would from Notre Dame. I think, again, no and anyone was going to be 20-point underdogs. Next up is Oklahoma. Oklahoma struggled early. They had two losses, fell out of the top 25, but then they became the Oklahoma we know and love. This maybe would have been the best um, the the best team to put up against Alabama, but it would have been very similar to last year's playoff where I think they just would not have been able to handle the the greatness of the one seed. You know, they struggled against LSU in the playoff last year. I think you will have seen a very similar outcome this year against the Crimson Tide. The multiple losses, even though they seem like a completely different team now, it, it still goes against the resume. I mean, you got to put the resume as what it is, and they lost twice earlier this year, and one of those games they should not have lost at all. No doubt about really either of those games. It, I mean, it's one thing if they're undefeated, then you could argue that they probably would be the three seed and would see Ohio State at the four seed, or maybe they'd even be the two seed, and you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that could have happened. But Oklahoma shot themselves in the foot earlier on this season. Um, but here's the team that I wish made the playoff. And granted, I think they would are not better than any team I've already mentioned, but this is who I would have personally put in, and that's Cincinnati. They're undefeated. They just beat a ranked team in Tulsa for the American Athletic Conference Championship. They also have one downside, and this downside is not completely fair in my opinion. That is the fact that they're a group of five team. They're not a power five team. They did not 
play against the quote-unquote best of the best of the SEC every weekend or the ACC or the Big Ten or even the Pac-12, even though the Pac-12 is not that great, or the Big 12. Um, the Big 12 is better than the Pac-12. Um, but I think Cincinnati deserved it. They, they really played well all season, and I just don't think Notre Dame really impressed anyone yesterday or made anyone believe that they are going to be able to compete so we might as well put a wild card in there this year this this year the year of 2020 has been a wild card in general so why not put cincinnati in at the four seed they probably come in as 20 point underdogs as well but who knows they might lose by 100 they might go double overtime against the top team of the nation i just think it would have been the most fun and finally the only other team that even i think deserved a little bit of consideration was coastal carolina i don't think they deserved much i think they are undefeated the Sun Belt actually had some decent teams this year. They also beat BYU, but they had their championship game canceled because of COVID. Um, I don't think I would not have seriously considered them. I think they're a good team. I think they deserve to go up against a team like Texas A&M or Oklahoma, even other teams that are up there too. I mean, Iowa State was almost your Big 12 champion yesterday. There's a lot of good teams up there that deserve respect, maybe Northwestern, um, but I don't think they deserve to be playing Alabama, I think. It would have been the biggest blowout in college football playoff history. Um, so, But I think Cincinnati really deserved more respect than they got. They played well throughout the season. They did all they could. Um, and at some point, we got to give a group of five team respect and a chance in the playoff. And we just haven't seen that. And at this point, I feel like we never will unless the committee changes or we become an eight-team playoff. I mean, obviously, if there's eight teams, I think Cincinnati makes it this year. I think we also, obviously, we would see Texas a and Oklahoma. I have not seen the official rankings come out yet, but I believe Cincinnati is probably sitting at that seven seed, if I had to suspect. Um, I think that these top four teams are the top four teams for a reason. It's what everyone expected, but... I'm a little bit disappointed that we're seeing Notre Dame. I probably won't care too much to watch the Alabama versus Notre Dame game. I'll keep up with it and know if I need to turn it on, but I won't be, like, glued to my TV at least. But that's that's my opinions on how the playoff shaped out. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about my predictions and what I expect from the college football playoff. I'll also give a quick Heisman prediction and I look into what to expect in the upcoming weeks of Cuts to the Chase. And, of course, we'll wrap it up with my team or player of the week. But you're listening to Cuts to the Chase, and we will be right back. Welcome back into Cuts to the Chase. I'm your host, Chase Williams, as always. Let's hop right back into our college football conversation and do some predictions. First of all, we have I'm going to go with the game that I think is easier to predict in the one-seed Alabama versus the four-seed Notre Dame. Again, Notre Dame's 20-point underdogs. I think we're going to see that be the truth. We're going to see Jones, Smith, and Harris all go off for the Crimson Tide once again. I think we're going to see a game that's pretty much a blowout. I think we're going to see about a 49-19 to type of game. I know they're only 20-point underdogs. I'm saying they're losing by 30. That's my prediction. That is my prediction. I'm not going to go into it too much. I just don't have much respect for Notre Dame. I don't never thought they were that good. I thought I think they're I think they are a top seven team in the nation. But I think there's just a big gap after one and two, maybe three. But I definitely don't think Notre Dame will be able to hang with the Crimson Tide of Alabama and that's just my opinion. But the Fiesta Bowl rematch um was a semifinal last year, is a semifinal this year is the Sugar Bowl. 
Should be a good game between Clemson and Notre Dame. You know, this year Clemson's the two seed Notre Dame's, I mean, not Notre Dame, Ohio State. I'm literally looking at the recap from last year and saying Notre Dame anyways. But Clemson and Ohio State, it's flipped this year. Clemson's the two seed, Ohio State's the three seed. I think we're going to see another good game. I really do. And I know that I just said Justin Fields, Ohio State, has not looked as good as they have in past, in, in the past this year. But I do think we're still going to see a decent game. And that is because of the fact that there there is a little bit of a rivalry here, you know. Ohio State feels like they got screwed a little bit last year in this game. And I understand that. It was a good game. I do think Clemson was the better team. I was cheering for Clemson, obviously, as a big blue fan. I can't hope Ohio State wins. Um, but anyways, I think we're going to see a similar game. It's going to come down to the wire. I think it might be slightly higher scoring than it was last year. You know, last year, Clemson pulled out the 29-23 victory. I don't think we're going to see it be 29-23. I think we're going to see more of like a 35-31 type of game, maybe 38-31. But, you know, something, something more in the 30s, low to mid 30s, maybe even high 30s. Who knows? Maybe if a team wins scores forty, I think they'll probably win it this year. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna see another close matchup. I don't really know who's gonna win, and because of that, I'm gonna say I think it's gonna be Clemson. My gut prediction, just after watching Clemson yesterday, is they look more put together. They have the offense rolling. They have the defensive rolling. Where Ohio State played well defensively, I can also admit I know they had twenty plus players out um, due to COVID protocol. And um, their offense just did not look very good, even though they their running back sermon put up over three hundred yards, a Big Ten record, Ohio State record, maybe not a big Big Ten championship record, excuse me, but I think just Clemson's more put together at the time being, and because of that, I'm gonna say Clemson's gonna win this game. I think it'll be close. It'll be a game most people want to watch. Where I will admit I have no plans to actively watch the Alabama versus Notre Dame game. I'll keep an eye on it. Probably have it on, but I will not be glued to my TV like I expect to be for the Tigers and the Buckeyes. And so because of that, I'm expecting Alabama versus Clemson, the top two seeds, to go up against each other, which I don't know has ever actually happened at the college football playoff. I don't know if we've ever seen the one versus the two seed, but regardless, does not matter. Um, I think this is going to be another good game. You know, we saw it just a few years ago out in the Bay, I believe, is where they played, and you saw Trevor Lawrence as a true freshman pretty much dominate Alabama. I believe the final score of that game was 44-16. to That's not all what we are going to see. This, this time around, assuming we see this game. But I think that we're going to see a very, very, very good game here. And I have really no idea what's going to be the outcome of this game. I'm excited to see how Alabama plays against Notre Dame. But if they play the way they I expect them to, I guess I'm going to give it to Alabama. I think we're going to see... A very interesting game. I think it'll be very similar to what I expect from the Clemson versus Ohio State game. I would just give my gut prediction to this time Alabama would come out on top. Something about the score of 31-27 would be my guess of this game. Um, I just think Alabama's got too many weapons on offense to stop. And even though Clemson's great, Clemson's not got the most dominant defense compared to what we've seen in the past two years. A um, few key guys have gone to the NFL recently. I mean, I get it. Go get your bands. Complete respect for that. But I think because of that, Clemson's going to end up falling. 
in the college football playoff to Alabama, and we're going to see Alabama be your national champion. As says is to say, because I am not a huge fan of the Crimson Tide, but it is what it is. I think they are by far the best team in America. Before I go on to my um, team or player of the week, though, I want to talk about kind of what what to expect from the next few weeks. Um, We're at a time where you're about to see the NFL playoffs come up. So, of course, there'll be more NFL podcasts. I'll have my reaction to the bowl games pretty much. Not just these two, but any other good bowl games we see coming up probably early January. Obviously, early January with the fact that this is not going to take place till January 1st. But I'll wait till. The Fiesta Bowl, which I know is on the second this year to happen, and have all the games kind of settled in. My reaction to that, and then another prediction on what I expect from the national championship. Also, Tuesday morning, there will be a podcast about the NBA, just kind of a season preview of it, what I expect of certain teams. I'll probably just talk about specific teams, including both LA teams, Milwaukee, obviously. Probably we'll have to talk about Houston. There might be a trade by then. Miami, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, if I haven't mentioned them. Just a lot of the, the top-tier teams. Um, Boston, of course. I mean, I'm not trying to disrespect certain teams. I know, like, I didn't mention Boston. I didn't mention Denver. Uh, I'll talk about Phoenix. I'll tell you that. I'll make a bold prediction, including the Phoenix Suns. And um, just kind of my thoughts on the NBA going into the season. Um so if you're listening to this and want to be on that podcast, reach out to me. I plan on recording it Monday night. So reach out to me by middle of the day Monday. Um, but we will see that. I'll have an NHL podcast coming out before their season starts right around the new year. Um, got a co-host set up for that. Hopefully have a big podcast coming out with a specific person that you guys I think will be very excited to hear about. I've got a few other ideas planned in my head, but lots of podcasts you should expect. And a lot of random ones could possibly come out of me if James Harden gets traded. And on December 27th, there will probably be a random podcast on December 27th about James Harden and how this changes Houston, this changes any other trades, teams in the trade, and how this changes the landscape of the NBA. But there will be a lot of content coming out. We're at a great time for sports. You know, even the MLB is starting to come up. Uh, might talk a little bit about what the MLB is trying to do with their season. But lots of good content coming up for you guys. So please, please, please keep listening. I'm grateful for every one of you guys. Uh, I'd love to do this. But as always, to wrap up every podcast, I want to go over my team or player of the week. And my player of the week... I almost always do a player of the week, and that's not changing this week at all. Not at all. But um, he's someone that was actually originally committed to University of Michigan and broke my heart when he left. I mean, well, decommitted. But anyways, that is Najee Harris. Najee Harris of the Alabama Crimson Tide. You know, I was excited for this guy being blue. He is instead with the Crimson Tide, and I don't blame him because this is stuff that he did all last night against Florida in the SEC Championship. He became Alabama's all-time rushing leader. He set the school record for career rushing touchdowns. He set the school record for career touchdowns in general, set the SEC Championship game record with five touchdowns, tied the school record for touchdowns in the game with five. And he was just absolutely 
phenomenal, you know, 31 attempts, 178 yards, that's a 5.7 average, and that is two touchdowns. On top of that, in the receiving game, he had five uh, receptions for 67 yards and three more touchdowns. He's just been absolutely phenomenal, and I don't think he is the best player on the Crimson Tide. I'll admit that. I'll give that to Devontae Smith. But this guy has been phenomenal. He deserves a shout-out. He's playing well. And he's really becoming the X factor, in my opinion, for Alabama. Um, because the fact that uh, you know you have to key on Devontae Smith and how good he is and try to shut down that pass game. But when you do that, then you have Harris just running crazy for two rushing touchdowns, 170-plus yards. Or he's put up phenomenal numbers earlier in the season. He is, in my opinion... If I were to put out my best players in the college football, I'd put him at number two. This this is just based off of this year, not overall who is the best. Smith would be my number one. Harris would be my number two. These two guys are just phenomenal players. And honestly, could almost work. Hope players of the week for me. But they just, uh, they deserve the respect I'm trying to give them right now. And that's, that is what I'm here to say. They are two of the best in the college football playoff. They're two of the best in the college football world in general, and I'm excited to see them single-handedly dominate Notre Dame and probably, possibly, carry the Crimson Tide to a national championship. And because of the way he's playing, he is my player of the week right now. He just set so many records, played so well last night, and I don't think he gets half the credit he deserves due to the fact that he is playing next to Mac Jones, who's having a phenomenal year, next to Devontae Smith, who's having a phenomenal year, but so is he. So is he. So shout out Najee Harris. As much as you broke my heart a few seasons ago by flipping your tra- flipping your commitment to Alabama, I gotta give you a shout out. So that is who my player of the week is. But again, thank you guys all for listening. This is Cuts to the Chase, and we out.